0: Welcome back to Grace Talks, a Christian women's podcast that studies the Bible, women in it, and applies it to our lives today. Going to be switching it up quite a bit today because we have our first dude speaker ever on a Real Talks episode. Dylan, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, so my name is Dylan Jacobs. For work, I am a karate instructor, so I get to, I tell people I get to beat kids up for a living, but I don't actually, um, but it's really cool because I get to teach martial arts and spend time with kids. I'm also with our kids a lot at church, so I'm a volunteer at Grace Church, and I get to spend a lot of time with them there.
0: Yeah, we both volunteer in the kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. Dylan's worked a lot with youth and kids and has been here since I've joined in, so.
1: A while. Yeah. It's been a minute.
0: <laughs> We've been recording videos, leading Sundays and Wednesdays, and Get into love on the kids too a lot. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, awesome. Well, do you want to tell me what topic you have on your heart
1: today? I do. So when I first when you first asked me to do this podcast, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and then more recently, I thought, okay, there's something that I've been seeing in my life that I know that is an issue, mm-hmm. and I know it's an issue because so many people talk about it, mm-hmm. and that is the issue of comparison. I, like I said I was really excited about it because it's just. Everyone does it, yeah. And there's so much that can hurt from it, and there's so many things. I mean, I could spend at least two hours listing all the things that it could run into, right? Um, but I did just pick a certain one today, and I do want to talk about the race that we're running.
0: I love that. I actually just talked about this a few episodes back for, I think it was my January devotional.
1: Well, that's awesome because, you know, it is. There's so many times in the Bible where it tells us that we are running a race. And the scripture I found today was from Hebrews. It's Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for all joy was set before him, endures across. I know that was like a big chunk. <laughs> There's two things I really liked about that. And it was one, you know, we're on a race. You know, yeah. Jesus has set a race out for us. Right. And verse two is so it's looking to Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: and the reason I love that illustration so much is because a lot of times, you know, starting off, like if you are thinking track, when you start a race... They say, on your mark. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, if, you run, if you're running on a track, you don't want to look at the people next to you. Right. You don't want to look at the people behind you. You don't want to look at the people in front of you. You're looking at your lane and you have your focus, which is the end of the race. And that's one thing that a lot of people forget. Is that we are running a race. And I talk about this with my students all the time. You know, it doesn't matter how somebody else is running their race, it doesn't matter if they're further behind you. What matters is you and your progress. So in our lives, we have to know that we are running a race. You know, we have been called for a specific purpose, and we can't look at the people around us. We have to look at Jesus and keep our focus that way.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That actually lines up so well with kind of what I've been talking about the past couple of months. So that's awesome that it's on the same track. How have you seen this working out and like playing in your own life?
1: So I recently, especially for work, I've caught myself. It's something that's one of the things that's always there. You just might not always realize it. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that I do compare myself to a lot of people and I start questioning, like if someone will give me a job to do, I'll go, okay, but why me? You know, why do I have to do, why am I the one to do that? Am, am I going to do good enough? And I realized that it actually is holding back the potential I have because I'm spending time worrying about something that obviously I was picked to do for a reason. Right.
0: You know, what's really funny is I was just reading, it was chapter 18 of Numbers. I think it was yesterday And God is telling Aaron and the Levites specifically that he's set them aside for priesthood and they're going to be bearing the responsibility for something, Mm -hmm. Um, but that he's offering the servant, the servitude of priesthood as a gift to them. And so that's funny that you mentioned that because it's the idea of being given a job to do, but it's a gift that's given to you on either way. So,
1: yeah. And you know, if you think about a lot of things that are given to us, you know, a lot of things that God will give us in our lives are blessings, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we'll lose sight of that. We'll lose sight that it is a blessing and we'll forget that. And that's we, that happens when we start looking at what other people are getting. Yep. I did. I was reading a story about Saul. This was the story I did want to talk about because it's, one of those things where people know it, mm-hmm. but there's a couple of things that not a lot of, there's a couple of details that not a lot of people have realized about it. So it's more specifically, it's when Saul and David come back from fighting Goliath. I love this. Mm-hmm. So this is first Samuel 18, and it's five through nine, so it's gonna be a little bit. And it says, as they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the giant. The woman came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with trombones, with songs of joy, and with musical instruments or triangles or three stringed instruments. Very descriptive. (laughs) And when the woman sang to one another, they celebrated, Saul has struck down his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And Saul was very angry. And this singing displeased him. He said, they have ascribed to David 10,000. And to me, they have ascribed a thousand. And what more can he have done but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. But a couple of key things that I wanted to point out about this is, this is, again, after they come back from fighting the Philistine, the giant, uh, they're coming back and these women are celebrating both of these men, by the way. Mm -hmm. But Saul, that comparison doesn't start inside his head. He hears it from an outside source. And that's why Saul goes on to do a lot of terrible things, you know, hunting down David, all because of this jealousy that started. But I do emphasize with Saul because it didn't start with his head. You know, it didn't even start where David came back and David was saying, oh yeah, I killed my 10000 Well Saul, only got his thousand. Mm-hmm. But it was these women singing about that. And what was really interesting about that is a lot of times that's true for us. You know, a lot of a lot of you hear the outside like people will say, Well, why didn't you do that? Or why didn't you get that? And it triggers that jealousy, but it all starts with that comparison.
0: And that can happen all the time, even out of people who are very loving towards you. I mean, I could, I can see that in your own home, right? Mm -hmm. I can think of instances in my past life where I didn't have certain opportunities and the first person to always come to my defense would be my parents and saying, why don't you have that? And then in your brain, it does build up that idea of comparison. of yeah, Mm -hmm. Like, yeah,
1: Yeah. why don't I have that? I should have that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a very dangerous thing because again, it goes back to the, in our lives, you know, we can lose focus of what God has given us. I mean, knowing that a lot of things that He gives us are blessings, as we're stop looking at our blessings or one of that blind us. Yeah. So now we're looking at, well, they got that promotion, they got that raise. Well, I've been tithing this entire time. How come? And we just lose sight of that what god has given us
0: yeah and we forget that sometimes the things that he blocks us from are just as great of
1: blessings absolutely you know you'll be more blessed when you didn't go down one road because I know I've been proven wrong several times, but I thought this is what I wanted.
0: I can't even count how many times I've been proven I, wrong.
1: I stopped trying. People are like, how many times has this happened in your life? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's still happening.
0: It's a, whenever someone wants to ask me about my plans for the future, I'm like, well, I have a little bit of a timeline of what I know now God wants for my life. But every mm-hmm. time I've made plans for myself and been like, I'm going to do this. Like, I think God giggles a little bit at me. <laughs> and <it>. is like,
1: <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny because, you know, actually, when I made my switch from I used to want to be an engineer, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to that's what I was going to do for my life. Until last summer, God revealed to me that, hey, I'm going to go in the kids ministry. And that was a hard switch because I had everything planned down to a T. I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this many years of college. I'm going to have this internship lined out. I have, you know, like all these things set and planned. And then God said, hey, all the things that you planned without me, hey, watch this. You're not going to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. I got um, something better planned.
1: Right. And now I'm just, I'm learning that I, yes, it's good to plan. I'm not saying don't plan, mm-hmm. but make sure that you're doing it according to what God wants for you.
0: Right. Have prayer in the planning. 100%. Absolutely.
1: Uh, but the truth is, you know, yes, planning is good. You don't want to just go, oh, what am I doing today? But you got to make sure that you're doing it with purpose. Mm-hmm. There's purpose in the planning.
0: And the planning has to include prioritizing the right things,
1: too. Right. And the prioritizing is really the part that Saul lost. Because he went from looking... You know, if you think about Saul, he was the first man that God blessed as king of Israel. Right. He was the first one. You know, he had all this power. And I love reading what the Bible says about Saul because the Bible say he looked like a king. Mm-hmm. And you know the Bible says that you're good looking... <laughs> you're good looking. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, it was there. So he had all these things going for him. And in that moment, he started getting scared of losing what he already had. And he was starting to look at, okay, how can I, how can I protect what I have now? Instead of looking at what is God going to bless me with next?
0: Right. Where, where is he planning on taking all of this authority that I've been granted? Right. Responsibility.
1: Yeah, and it's really cool. Um, like I said, I do feel for Saul because I didn't start in his head. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do have that natural. Um, I heard one pastor put it: the "but me" yeah. mindset is that oh well, they got that raised "but me," and that's how a lot of comparison starts. And we have that. You know, not only do we have to fight that inside us is that oh, but me? Okay, but I should, or why didn't I, or why did I? You know, and that's hard to fight as it as it is. Yeah, and then you have Saul who's. Now having an external voice saying, well, David killed his tens of thousands and saw his thousands.
0: Mm-hmm. And so suddenly he feels less than.
1: Right. And that's when he, you know, when he, that's when he lost that focus is when he put that, you, you know, basically what he's saying is, well, y'all credited David with his tens of thousands, but me with only thousands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you heard that phrase. It shifted that mindset.
0: How do you advise people who are struggling a lot with the whole "but
1: me" complex right now?
0: are really a struggling with comparison. Great question.
1: One thing that I had to learn is that. All authority has been given by God. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I have to understand, because a lot of times, you know, things will happen to people because of their authority. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be a boss at work or a pastor at church, you know, you, you say how they choose different people for different things. And one thing I had to realize was that God has put those people in authority to help lead us.
0: Right. And the reminder of the thing that helped me so much when talking about and learning more about authority was the idea of like, all authority is God placed and God appointed, but not all authority is godly. There's always purposes in all of it.
1: Right. So just knowing that, you know, God is in control of everything and knowing that even though, you know, I can only see so much. Yeah. But God sees infinite Mm -hmm. so you know i like to just assume that i don't always know what's going on you know there's a reason that i had didn't have to make certain decisions because i didn't see all the context so it's just really just a humbling you know it's taking the pride out of it it's Mm -hmm. just the well yes i didn't get that but maybe there's a reason you just you have to learn to accept and know that you can't see everything and you can't predict everything what you think might be good might not be
0: Mm -hmm. you think comparison is mostly just a pride issue or do you think it's a...
1: You know, that's a hard one. I do think it can lead to a lot of pride in the aspect of, I think I deserve more. Mm-hmm. And that's where a, a majority of comparison starts from. I don't think, I want to say that's all because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But it's the, I think I deserve more. You know, well, they got a raise. How come I didn't? They just bought a new house. You know, they're in this great relationship, but I'm but I'm not. Yeah. So I think it's just that pride of like, okay, I think I deserve more. Now, there are some times where it's just like, it it could be the other way around. You know, you could be in a leadership role and you see someone else who's in that same role and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not doing as good a job. Maybe I shouldn't be in this role.
0: Insecurity. Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah, it has that, okay, what if I mess? It's that fear of messing up is that fear of, you know, I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah. And you know what? That's almost another thing of like, I always say that the reverse of pride is just also pride because you're taking all the responsibility on your own and forgetting to let God be that strength and take over.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's just a crazy thing because yes, it's an internal battle. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of comparison, it starts within me, you know, like we saw with Saul, that was an external and, you know, you're like, oh, well, yeah, someone else started that. But you have to be careful with that mm-hmm. because then you can start placing the blame. And the one thing that I really wanted to look at in this situation, because this was really cool when I first found this out, is that, yes, it sounded like they were saying they were comparing the numbers, but they weren't. And that's the crazy thing. And I'll get into that in just a minute. But what they were saying was, is, hey, you know, if you look at the actual Hebrew text and how the Hebrews used to write poetry, they were using the first number to amplify and to magnify the second number. And I know that sounds really complicated, but I'll apply it to how we do it today. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was talking about someone who I knew who was very wealthy, I would say they have tens of millions using a first number to kind of amplify and magnify that second number Mm -hmm. because it would make no sense to say oh yeah they have tens of cents yeah you use a first smaller number to amplify a bigger number and these ladies who were seeing the song they went they were all they were saying is you know Saul killed his thousands Davis killed his ten thousands we're just glad that they're all dead (laughs) I mean they weren't trying to compare they were just using they were writing and they were using the song like their language was
0: right it was poetry
1: right and that's exactly what it was
0: and they could have even hypothetically, if they're putting King Saul first, that also has the position of authority too. like they're placing his name before David still.
1: Right. But Saul didn't see that. Right. He, all he saw was his number and he saw David's number. And like I was saying earlier, we have to be careful of that because a lot of times it's what people are saying to us. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they can influence us, but you really have to check what's in your heart. you're absorbing it. Yeah, how are you taking that?
0: What is it that Jesus said? I'm trying to, I don't know if I'll quote the verse perfectly, but it's not that which goes into us that defiles us. It's that comes out of our mouth because that shows what's in our heart. Mm -hmm. So it's not always what person puts on us that'll defile us. It's what we're Mm -hmm. willing to absorb and kind of spit back out in our actions and our words.
1: Right, yeah. You know, he talks, Jesus talks a whole lot about guarding your heart. there's, I don't remember the reference, but it's above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Mm -hmm. It is that wellspring Everything that you say, everything that comes out of you is coming from inside. It's coming mm-hmm. from your heart. So that's why it's, it's so important that you have to catch these things because they're not, you know, it's human nature. One of the downsides of the fall, actually, there was no upside to the fall, but. On the list of things that happen in the fall is that now we're falling into this human nature and to what people are putting into us. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important that we guard what we believe in. And that is the word of God, Mm -hmm. because we can take all this in. But if I start believing that, if I start accepting that, then I'm going to start producing that.
0: Right. I almost feel like. When we separate our flesh versus our spirit, our flesh is what's super absorbent of the things that are around us, and Mm -hmm. our spirit is what is good at producing like offense, which was actually, I think, one of your other topics you were gonna be talking about. But defense and offense, it's that almost a barrier around you to protect you from those
1: things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, people don't think about your, you you know, you have your soul, which is the bridge between your spirit and your flesh. Mm
0: -hmm. It's in the process of being redeemed. It's your personality.
1: Right. You know, because your spirit is going to be eternal. Mm-hmm. Your flesh is not. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some connection there. Mm-hmm. And that's your soul. It's the what comes in and versus what goes out. And it's that starting control. You know, maybe it's checking that pride. Maybe it's checking for that comparison. Whatever it is, you know, you want that part of your life to be sound. And you want that to have the right ideas. Because even though, you know, someone might tell you something and you know, okay, I know that's a bunch of garbage. But if you start letting it affect you, you know, even though you're saying, okay, that's dumb. It shouldn't be messing with me. But if you let it mess with you, it's really going to change that bridge Mm -hmm. and it's going to, you know, eventually it will change your spirit.
0: Yeah. And the more you excuse certain things or the more that you allow yourself to be ignorant over certain things, the more that ignorance grows. And then the cycle of sin and ignorance gets bigger and bigger until that's a lot harder of a bridge Mm -hmm. to climb in between. So... I mean, the first thing to do is if your automatic response when we talk about pride and comparison to say, I don't struggle with that. Pause for a second. Maybe you don't. But pause for a second and always ask God to soften your heart and say, is there somewhere in there that I can improve? Am I where I need to be? And the answer for most of us is going to be no. Because I know for a fact that I can pray to have a tender heart. I can pray to avoid comparison. But I I still struggle with it. I still see it in moments where you compare your age to someone else's age. Where are they at in life? Yeah. Your finances to someone else's finances. What do they get to do that you don't? How hard do you have to work versus other people? Like, it's still there. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you really have to pray over. and
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's some things that it's in there that you might not even think about is an issue. You know, like I believe that it is important to have a role model in your life, you know, someone that you can go to. But it's almost, and I don't want to say it's completely dangerous, but it's almost really dangerous to say, I want to be just like them. Yeah. Because God's not called you to be just like them. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times, you know, when you compare yourself into those people in leadership, their race is different than your race. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're running your race, looking at Jesus, you'll be set. Right. You're not, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing to look up to them and to try to, you know, use things that they've used in their life, but know that we're not called to be just like somebody else. We're
0: called to be like Jesus. And that's going to be different upon each of us. Right. So uh, I guess the last thing to do, since this has become a part of it, it's uncomfortable, but I honestly, I kind of love it, is praying over everybody listening today. So do you want to lead that, Dylan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be so unique and that you have put us on this earth to fulfill a purpose, to run a race. Lord, I just want to pray over all the listeners that they'll just know that they're not called to be like somebody else, that they're not called to be better or worse than anybody else, or that they're called to be who you designed them to be. So I pray that as they run their race, that they'll just keep their eyes focused on you. They're not looking to the left. They're not looking to the right, not looking behind them, they're not looking in front of them. That they're just solely fixed on you and the purpose that you have for their lives. Lord, I pray that as those thoughts start seeping into our heads and we might start thinking, okay, maybe I'm not, or maybe I should be. Lord, I just pray that you just come over all that. You capture all of that so that we can just put that aside and focus solely on you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, that's all we have for today. So just a reminder to everybody, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Always love to pray over you individually or answer any things you have about Bible, what we talked about today, or anything like that. So other than that, if you haven't heard it today, remember that God loves you. I love you. My bro Dylan over here loves you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a purpose. Like you said, you have worth. You have value. I'm signing off. Bye.
1: Bye, guys.